right, Mitchell, if I were to ask you for real a little bit more of what you thought of Flight to Nowhere, would you have some more to say? I'm I'm of two minds about this episode. I thought that it was very clever. The mm-hmm. the the intrigue about the the missing plane. And you know, you can get missing planes from Twilight Zone to Banachek. And this one was very well played, but maybe it's not a problem. Maybe it's more like a distraction. And maybe maybe there's a simple explanation for it and you'll come up with it and oh. I'll feel like a fool. But <laughs> <laughs> which would not be the first time, nor will it be the last. I have been assured yes, of that. I can promise you that's <laughs> in the contract. But here's here's the thing, is as you said earlier, <clears throat> Lockwood does kind of go rogue on this. This is this is personal. We've been teasing around the edges uh, uh, with a couple of uh, Bianco stories where it looked like this could be something that was more personal than professional. And here we finally have it, that the pilot of the missing flight is a what childhood friend of Lockwood's. Yes, and, I believe so. They, they went to prep school together. And we're reminded again that this is a professional organization that works on a for-hire basis. And Cam points out correctly that they're, you know, they're not a charitable organization. There is no percentage. There is no profit behind them taking on a case like this. And since we've we've talked in the past about. Um, the small cases as opposed to the larger ones. And this, this, especially at the beginning, really falls into that category. This is one that wouldn't even be on Probe's radar were it not for the connection between Lockwood and his friend. So he storms out angrily, if you're not going to do this, I'll do it myself. And so we go through the introductory scene, and at at the proper point, uh, Cam drops in and kind of lets him know that they've been watching him all the time. You know, yes. if you're going to get into this, you're going to need some help. Fine, mm-hmm. we're good with that. Now, later on, there is a scene where um, Lockwood gets ambushed inside his hotel room by mm-hmm. some thugs. And he um, acquits himself admirably. But here's here's what threw me in seeing this scene. It's like, wait a minute. They're at, back at probe control. They're supposed to be able to tell if there are multiple heartbeats or multiple, yes. multiple life s- signals coming from that immediate vicinity. And the, one of the bad guys is hiding right around the corner. Another one mm-hmm. is tucked away someplace else. If they really are monitoring Lockwood's uh, comings and goings, they should have picked up on that right away. Yes. And I can't figure out why they did It's 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 a weird moment because he enters his hotel room which whenever he enters it, it just looks like it's like a uh, like a they just painted some drywall or something. But <laughs> but the more he gets into the room, the more it looks like a room. But there are like two occasions when he enters his room, and I thought the set isn't finished. Don't go in there. But but it is. It, and and he he steps in the room, and the way um, it's framed, um, 
you, you, you see in like the foreground on the right, you see a shadow on a doorway that's halfway open, and you see Lockwood like set a suitcase or something down in bed, look towards that door, and for a second you think, oh, he knows that guy is, this, is there. And then he walks towards the door, and they're like, oh, no, he doesn't know that guy is there. Yeah. Or those other two guys. Or what's going on? And I, it's... <clears throat> All of this ends with a fantastic stunt with a stuntman kind of flipping off the side of a building through a window. Oh, that's... Which I, yeah. is really a, a hell of a stunt. Um, it's I could have watched more of that. But but they, they, they set up really nicely. Um, but um, uh, I, t- to me, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure what's going... I'm, I'm not sure if it's something like... I'm, I'm making it... I'm justifying why the gang didn't join in. But maybe it's something like, you know... When we're when we're on the case and we're getting paid, you know, um, one of the ways that we um, we we um, it's it's sometimes it's a flat fee, but a lot of times it's it's when we use everyone. So it's oh we need someone to speak Hungarian. Steve, I forget the guys' names, but they're all good. Yeah, and he does the Hungarian. So it's like you know, and somewhere in the back there's like an accountant going, okay, Hungarian, two minutes. Oh, there's probably a computer doing that, but or maybe there's a small person inside a computer doing that. I don't know, but they just take, and that's part of the expenses of it. You know, is it's like, you know, maybe there's a flat fee you pay, like a retaining fee you pay, and then everything else is based on what we need to do. You know, hey, we're gonna need to fly to um, uh, Albania. Okay. You know, put that on the, that's on the expenses. Oh, we need this guy to, you know, we need to have a constant monitoring going on this, this person. You know, maybe some things are thrown in. I don't know. But I I like to think that maybe if Cameron decides to follow one of the most prized probes when he's sort of gone rogue, as it were, there is allowance for that Mm -hmm. in the budget, but there is an allowance for everything. I, so it's like, yeah. you, do, do, do you know what I mean? I Almost do. like, you, you know, it's like, you know, we, we, we can help you out, but, and, and I, I don't want to say that they sat there going, well, he's going to get the crap kicked out of him. Nothing we can do there. But, but I want to just say maybe there is, maybe they don't have as many people on. Maybe they don't have as, maybe it's like they, they have to turn certain systems off that like, you know, the monitoring his heartbeat is one thing. Monitoring the room costs money, mm-hmm. so you don't. We don't get to do that. You, you. If if it's a going rogue kind of thing, I'm sorry, we can't justify that. So 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 what that means is like the people in the room have to be like, I think there's a guy behind that door, you know, something like that, you know, rather than I hear three heartbeats. So that's the only that's the only thing I can think of is is it could just be a Cameron is helping as best he mm-hmm. can within the framework of you know he he's one of our best employees we want him to make it but we can't spend the money on him like like that that we would on on someone who a millionaire who's giving us throwing throwing money at yeah. us and, so so that's the only thing i could think of well yeah I, I i agree with you i mean what i was able to come up with or what i wanted to have as the mm. case was that so similar to you, they might say, well, we'll check in with you twice a day. We can't. Prov- oh, yes. But, okay. But that too. The, the, the flip side to that is that they pop in at enough occasions 
that it makes you think they're more or less monitoring him all the time. Maybe, maybe they cut out something that would have given it more explanation. But there's a scene with him in the towel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, maybe, maybe they're just a little. It's late night, and they're just. It's late night at probe. <laughs> it's late night at probe. probe. Hugh O'Brien's in a little yeah. blue towel. <laughs> Because there's a scene, there's a scene, folks, where um, Hugh O'Brien is kind of giving out his information from the day, and everyone's listening, and they're relaying information. And the whole time he's standing there, just in this tiny blue towel. And at the end of it, he's like, "Are you all watching me?" And he takes off the towel and throws it over the um, the the scanner, calling him pervs. Although I will say, if they're going to do probe after dark, you've got to have Rhonda Shear on there somewhere. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, maybe even Gilbert Godfrey yeah. just for a little bit. But you know. You'd better watch out through the dark. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the problem with this in the end, though, was that it distracted me. And rather than paying attention to what was going on, I had were... one part of my brain trying to figure out why they didn't tell him about this. And there, there's another scene later on where, where Lockwood is meeting with a, a woman who is lying to him. And he's able to deduce that, but we're also used, we're, we're conditioned to that kind of feedback where they're yes. saying, you know, heart rate is up, breathing is shallow. She's probably lying. And um, that without, without being able to provide us with an explanation for why these things are happening, the only alternative we have, which is unsatisfying, is that they left it out in order to make it a better scene. And there is no question, oh, yeah, that's, especially yeah. when he swings over the the balcony and into crashes into the other uh, suite. That's a spectacular scene. The whole thing crackles, pops. It's great theater. It's terrific. Yes. And what the only problem is we have been set up and we're conditioned to a different kind of of animal and so true when yes. something like yes. this comes along uh your first you, you know it is you say it's a great scene but it isn't a scene that's consistent with what we already know about about how this operates mm -hmm. and it's almost i don't want to say this authoritatively but it's almost like one of those w hermanos episodes from <laughs> urban street beat yeah. that they took it from another is. show yeah. and it had all these great scenes in there but they forgot or were unable to link it to the structural premise of of search this show yes i that makes a lot of that that makes a lot of, i mean i almost i almost was hoping that um and this this is gonna sound slightly stupid, but I was almost hoping that you'd have like um like when Cameron comes in and says like, Hey, you know, we've been watching it, do you need some help? Like maybe they'd be in like a like a closet or something. Like he'd have a little portable computer and there'd be like two of the guys would be in the room with them and like, Hey, we just we're on our break. Can we help yeah. you for fifteen minutes? Yeah. You know, if they would if they would more justify if they would have justified, okay, we said it very clearly, we can't help you. Mm -hmm. But then when we see you're in trouble, we can. And to me, like I said, if he's if he's one of the main probes, I understand them helping him. 
but I would have almost liked if they had done something where it was like, or maybe, um, uh, maybe they had cut to like um like like uh, like Lockwood was in trouble and like Cam I need your help we need to find out what's happening or who this guy is or you know what sort of weaponry he has and then it cuts back to search and maybe you like see them like maybe Bianco's on the screen or something like that doing something and then the camera's like all right Bianco we need you and then like a little red light starts flashing on like Cameron's desk He's like, oh, um, we're going to, we need you, okay, camera, uh, Bianco, we're going to have you do that. And then, um, oh, Bianco, can you wait one second? Old you know, and then he pushes yeah. the button, and then Lockwood appears. It's like, Lockwood, what do you need? I'm in the middle of an actual thing right here. Did you, you know, or, so or did you forget that you went out on your own in this case? You went out on your yep. own, and we're, we're, help, we're helping you as we can, but this room gets used for other stuff. <laughs> and that, that's... Yeah, that's 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 interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh, th- as I say, it could be me. Probably is me. I was distracted by this. If I can remove that from the equation, it's a really tight, good mystery, and it in the classic tradition of the quasi superhero spy. It turns out at the end, after all the double crosses and triple crosses and everything that's going on, that Lockwood pretty much had it figured out all the time. Yes. And that the yeah. the the surprise denouement, which surprises us, didn't surprise him at all. Mm-hmm. Like kind of yes. like Simon Templar. You know, uh, Roger was mm-hmm. never surprised at the end of the thing. No. And no. so no. So that's why I say that I have the mixed feelings because that that's interesting yeah that aside it was really a well done episode it just isn't necessarily a probe or a search script but but Hugh O'Brien definitely makes it a Lockwood story that's that's interesting because I I've always liked this episode but there's always been something kind of in the back of my mind and that could that could be that could be what it is because I would love a little more. Well, again, you know, as we talked previously, maybe we got a second season. We'd get some more protocol on how mm-hmm. something like this works. Because I imagine, like, if Bianco did this, maybe even in a few episodes of Grover did this, you know, it would be like they'd say, "Okay, guys, we we're not going to give you the full budget, but you got to monitor them." This is one of this is one of our main employees, and he hasn't, you know, he's not taking, you know, two weeks off in the Bahamas or hitting a nudist colony or something. He's going into the middle of craziness, well, yeah, and so you... we need to keep an eye on him because it 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 would cost more for us to lose him in the end. So keep keep, but but then yeah, like you said, like you said, it's it's sporadic how they're monitoring him. Yeah, and um, it would have been nice to have a little more definition. Uh, on something like that, and I, you know, it makes for a compelling scene if you've got mm-hmm. Cameron arguing with the head of Probe, yes. saying that he's too valuable. We've got to, we've we've got to do this. And he could even come to the ultimate point where he says, "If you're not afraid to lose Camera, or if you're not afraid to lose Lockwood, then you're not afraid to lose me either." You know, you know, it's funny. I don't think anyone's ever thought about this episode of Search as much as we have in the past 15 minutes. <laughs> and I don't know that anyone will again. 
certainly but no, after you, they've I'm, listened to this, they won't. What's you know what's what's interesting to me is that I during that fight scene when he gets beat up and taken up to the roof, I I think something completely different from what you think, but it has nothing to do with the story. It has to do with something I told you about a few episodes ago, which is the commercial break um, degrading of quality yes, in the pictures. Yes. <laughs> because what happens is, and this this is probably why I didn't think of this story plot, because I'm an idiot and I'm always watching for this. Um, Lockwood comes in the, come, I, I, like I said, like he comes in his hotel room. Uh, in the foreground, you could see someone hiding on, on the right behind a door. Lockwood walks up to the door. They begin fighting. Then it cuts to the next shot, and immediately the quality of the picture downgrades on the DVD. It goes from being sharp to being kind of gray. And it's a, I timed it, it's like a 36-second long shot hmm. of these two other guys rushing out, and they're fighting. And you sit there going, this can't be the... This can't be the shot where the search logo is going to come in. This is too far from the end. But it is, it's it's a, like a 36 or so second long shot. And then it ends with the search logo coming in, go to commercial break. So I did that thing where I was watching that. And I thought, okay, what's going on? And then all of a sudden the quality dropped. And I, I just sat there the whole time going, oh my gosh, is this going to be the commercial break? Is this a commercial break? Is this a, it is, wow. And I didn't actually stop to think about the shot and what was happening itself. Because I'm an idiot. <laughs> So, um, so that if we mentioned it a few episodes ago, if you can, if you can sort of spot it, it might drive you nuts to see, but, um, that happens there. No, no, you're, you're, you're right though. I should have been looking at something else (laughs) rather than what I was focused on because you are, you are absolutely right. The, The interesting thing about the episode is that he goes rogue, but they, they they choose to monitor him, but they're a little too selective yeah. to the to the point where, you, like you said, we've had nine episodes where we. I mean, like, I don't even go back to probe the original movie where they were there like every minute, watching over everything he did. In this, there there are too many sort of longars or long, stretches where um, he. Uh, he is not being monitored, right. and there must be an exclamation for well, it. When he's getting, I'd love it when if... he's getting hauled up to the roof. Uh, again, yes. the you, you expect to hear Cam saying something like, Lockwood, just hang on. We have called for help. They will we be there for... yes. momentarily. You know, stall as long as you can. Maybe they were all on lunch. I, I'd love it if it suddenly cut to... Um... Like they came about to flip off the roof, and all of a sudden you saw like the elevator door open, and they all had like styrofoam plates filled with food, and like cups of something, like cokes or something, walking in, going, "Hey, what's happened to? Oh no! <laughs> Come on! <laughs> we left for five minutes. What the? Lockwood, when we left, we can't leave was... you alone for one minute, can when, we? <laughs> when we left, he was in the hallway with Joanna Cameron. Now he's about to leap off a roof. What on oh. earth is going on? No, you. That's yeah. You. It's it's and that and that's sort of the sticking point in the episode because I think the episode is is pretty sharp mm-hmm. writing wise, and I think the mo- the moment you get that discovery. And we, we won't go into it where they're in, like, the salt flats. Yeah, I was expecting the them to, get... you know, run for your life with Paul Bryan. Yeah. Yes. yes. 
Mm-hmm. You, yes. you know, it's like, yeah. it's like Hugh. Oh, and that was another interesting thing that I am reminded that we knew what his first name was at the beginning. But yes, but I forgot. I did too, and all of a sudden they're <laughs> calling him Hugh. Uh, but and I thought there were mistakes being yeah. made. <laughs> but you, you know, it's like uh, Joanna Cameron is saying, "What do you see there?" And and he's looking down. I I I see this this blue line, and at the end of it, there's a man running for his life. It, yeah, it's. I think I think the yeah the flaw with the episode is one that I'm fairly certain that no one watching it this when it originally aired or before this has actually thought about but i'm so glad we did because you're right it is a flaw in the episode what is where is if pro control said no and then they said yes why aren't they there for the moments they should be there for yeah they they become selective which is not the way it works and you can't trust put your trust in uh uh, that if you don't know for sure that they're going to be there Yes, and I, I will say though the way the way Lockwood never says, "Hey, where were you, a holes?" When someone was trying to uh-huh. throw me off a roof five minutes ago, pardon my French. Um, but but you know, it's like the the fact that he doesn't say that makes me think that maybe he knows there's some kind of protocol where it's like, yeah, they're gonna when, when I really ask them for help, they'll be there. But if I'm like, maybe that's it. Like when he asks them for help, they're there. But, like, when he's getting the crap kicked out of them, he's not asking for help. He's just getting beaten up. Could that, I mean, like, because they're, like, like, when he discovers, like, the blue line and stuff, they're, like, at the salt flats, and he's like, hey, have a look at this. You know, what is this? You know, what about this? Da-da-da-da-da. But when he's getting beaten up, you know, maybe they are doing something else. And maybe, I, you know, we're making up a lot of stuff. I wish there was a novelization of this episode, because I bet it would explain. Well, and if there isn't, we should just go ahead and write it. I'm writing it now. <laughs> um, I've got the publisher. I, yeah, yeah well, I, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I, I, th- I, think, um, I, I think I'm going to stick by that. I'm going to stick by, if you need help, we're there for you. Mm-hmm. So if he asks for help, they, and I bet you can, you, you after, after we're done, what will happen is Mitchell will watch five minutes of it, and then I'll get a long tirade in an email <laughs> telling me how, oh, I'm so wrong. No, I'm kidding. Um, but maybe, you know, um, but, but maybe, I bet if we were to watch it again, we would see that almost every time they help him, it's when he asks for it, or they're following up. I don't know for certain, but I would bet you, I would bet you, I would bet you three American dollars, Mitchell. Cash money. That cash money no. that that's what's happening because that that would kind of make sense. Then, like, if he suddenly gets attacked by three yep. guys, he's not saying anything. But like, when he beats up that one guy in the desert, uh, you, you're, like he tries to shoot at them at the dune buggy, mm-hmm. and he beats the guy up, and no one helps him until he's done and then he says who's this guy yeah and then they find out who the guy is so i'm wondering if it's we'll help you if you need help means you contact us i i i would and i would buy that too i would just i wish they had just taken the time to insert a line or two to that two effect. or three yeah, lines it wouldn't have taken as yep. much but then you know if um if I had a dollar for every time I have said that about a TV or a yes. movie, I'd I'd be wealthy because I'm always yes. saying these kinds of That's, things. And because 
you know, that, yeah, that, I've written I'm sorry. I've written exactly zero TV scripts. <laughs> so these guys, whoever they are in any given episode, are still way ahead of me. It's easy for me to Monday morning quarterback about this, but sure. but that doesn't you know it doesn't stop me from being irritated, annoyed, it distracted. It, it doesn't. No, I I say it this way, like you know, I think both of us bought the uh, search DVD sets and probe on DVD, right? Yeah. So we we paid more money than the people who originally watched the show. Yes. So I think we're allowed to say a thing or two uh, over a show that frankly we adore yes so so so, and and i think i i don't know if i'll have it in me but i would really love to watch maybe i'll do it in 10 minute chunks because i've watched the episode twice over the past day or so maybe i'll watch it in 10 minute chunks and i'll just see if every time they call in every time probe gets involved because because probe isn't involved until he gets attacked by a guy trying to run him down in an airport um airport parking lot like on a runway yes. an airport yeah um and um and that's the moment where where Cameron says hey we were watching do you need do you need help contact us if you need mm-hmm. help so from that point on I would like to see if the help is off I mean because like when he flips I, I, the weird thing is like when he flips over the roof and goes through the window he actually goes from sort of like one plot line into another plot line that he doesn't realize is a plot line if if that makes sense like he goes from these guys trying to stop him into these other people who have a lot to do with what's going on but he doesn't know that yet and so it's like a coincidence that you don't really see in this show Mm mm-hmm because everyone is monitoring it. So it's like, hey, that window has this lady in it. So if you go in there, you'll see her. But in a regular show, she's just kind of flipping there and going to there. He kind of flipping there and going to there kind of thing. And it's it's weird to see like a coincidental moment like that in Search because that doesn't really happen in Search. I mean, not to say that things can't, you know, accidentally happen here and there. But just the fact that like, these three guys are trying to throw him off a roof. Um, they were throwing a party on the roof, and it was me. Or I, I forget exactly what his line <laughs> yeah. was, but it's a great line. Um, and the the fact that he goes from being chased by these guys, where he doesn't know what's going on, and he happens to fly into a room with people who he doesn't know. He doesn't know what's going on with them, but they're actually involved in what's going on, just like the guys on the roof, is the sort of thing you'd see in other shows, but not really in here because we the, the search people kind of anticipate what's yep. going to happen, but they don't always know what's going to happen. So it's, it's kind of an interesting moment to see, to see a probe agent not being monitored and just doing his own thing for a few minutes. It's kind of interesting. I, I, you know, I, kind of t- I talked myself into really liking that scene now. I mean, no, I don't know. I'm an idiot. I don't know. You know, it's been a long episode. How far are we in the episode here? Eight hours? I don't know. I'm kidding. But um, so let's um, so let let's talk about the fact that this is an episode where um, there are sort of two leading ladies. The main leading lady is Joanna Cameron, who's very who you may know be- who you may know as Isis. And the thing is. This is a very special episode in that when they say the leading lady is Joanna, Joanna Cameron and the other leading lady is as attractive as she is, 
Mm-hmm. That's that's a long road to walk. Because like the moment I saw, like I don't watch the opening credits on these. I just I, I skip over the preview and I go right to the start of the episode. So I don't see who's in it. So when I saw Joanna Cameron, I was like, oh yeah. But then when the other woman shows up, Linda Cristal, yes, who play who plays the um, dictator's wife, she's like, and it's like, whoa! It's like, oh my gosh! Put the two of them together, and I can't. That's. That's the point where the angels meet. I can't. I can't be there. We can't be there. That's not for us humans. Of course, she was in the high you know, chaparral. That's just, that's just. Yeah, that, that's too much. Yeah, that's too much right there. So, but but so it's 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 weird to see an episode where like like one of the I think the 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 loveliest women in seventies TV is almost upstaged by another woman who I don't know as well who's as lovely. It was it was it was just weird. You know, it's like if you know like. You know, I like pick pick your favorite woman or, or man that you'd like to see and just like to look at in an episode of something, and then have someone in the episode who's like you suddenly like I'd like to look at them as much too. I know this sounds childish, but that's what the episode does. So leave me alone, huh? Would you leave me alone? I'm not probe control ain't here for me either. All right. But you know, do you know what I'm talking I about? Absolutely does that make any know sense? what you're talking about. Yes, <laughs> it's 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 um. It's it's kind of like having two choices for dessert, and then somebody says yes. you can have a piece of each. You can have a piece of that French silk and a piece of the banana cream or coconut cream, oh. or or mm-hmm. or um, you know French silk or the any anything. You know, it's uh, let, let me. They just keep so, getting so, better. Is, so let, so let me do it since since the episode ended twenty minutes ago, um, and I don't think anyone's listening anymore. <laughs> so if if I were to say to you, Mitchell, if I were to say to you something like, "All right, um, just like um, uh, you know," and, and we're just giving comparisons here. If you haven't seen the episode and you don't know who the, these women look like, I mean, here's the thing: like the three leading guys, Hugh O'Brien, Tony Francesco, Doug McClure, all super handsome guys, all super good looking guys. Um, and every episode has a couple good-looking ladies because you, you you know you you that's fun it's fun. There, there's a moment where Joanna Cameron is describing to Lockwood um, someone or other did something. Well, do you have a description? Yeah, they have a description, and it was like um, his description: small dark mustache. <laughs> so they were attacked by a small dark mustache. No, no, a person with a small. They were dark and they had a mustache. Oh, okay. Well, I actually, I was going to say, I already asked you, um, what you, where we can find you online. <laughs> was there anything else about this episode? I think we, we covered. I think, I think we did. As I say, that all, all other things aside, it's a, it's a nifty little, uh, locked room kind of drama. It has a really good, uh, resolution. It shows you how, uh, smart Lockwood is running down all of these options fairly quickly and getting to the bottom of mm-hmm. what he thinks happened, where where the plane happened and what happened to it. And then, of course, that he knows who the good guys and the bad guys are. And uh, yes. you know, there, there was one really nice scene where he, uh, when he breaks into where his friend is, uh, I don't think it's giving anything away to say that his friend was not dead, but he breaks into where, <laughs> where Don Dubbins is and 
this guy has been in the middle of all this stuff going on. And all of a sudden he looks up and here's, here's Lockwood. And he says like, you, how'd you get here? (laughs) 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 Yes. We knew you'd be here eventually, but it was just like, well, how'd you, the only thing that would have made it better would have been if he'd said, what are you doing here? Hugh, how's Mary? What's happening? How are you? We'll catch, we'll catch up later. Here we right now. We'll catch up later. I mean, the... right now, Neil, I've got to get you out of here. Yeah, it's a, it's like we said, like we said before, we we talked music and such, um, but that had a point. Um, that that it's an interesting episode that um, may make perfect sense. I'm gonna watch it again, or may not. How about I'll come back. The next episode, I don't know what the next episode is. Probably something great, I bet. And um, I will uh, I will say whether or not The Gold Machine is the next episode. Um, and uh, I, I will say um, whether or not um, uh, when Probe joins him, if they join him because he asks them to. Yes, well, you, one thing you can count on, folks, is that even if that is the greatest episode in the history of television, we're still going to spend the first 15 minutes talking about this episode. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so something to look forward yes. to for the next episode, everyone. So um, this episode's already ended, so I guess, um, Mitchell, you want to say g- good night, Mitchell? Good night, Mitchell. Good night, Mitchell.